Hello, I'm Dr. Julia Dana. Welcome to the Dermal Distinction Podcast, a master guide on science, beauty, and ethics in aesthetics. I've had decades of real life experience in aesthetics, dentistry, and training, and I'm passionate about passing on my insider knowledge and teaching you the techniques, the science, and the heart behind the rapidly growing world of cosmetic medicine. The Dermal Distinction Podcast is a safe space to explore the ethical approach to cosmetic injecting and education. It is a front row seat to a lesson in aesthetics, injectables, and skin science. As always, before undertaking any treatment, it is important that you seek advice from a qualified practitioner about your concerns. Join me each week with an open mind and remember, cosmetic injecting isn't just about changing faces, it's about changing lives. I think that our guiding principle should be do the right thing even when no one's looking. Because if you do the right thing, even when no one's looking, you can always stand by what you do. I've been a dental practitioner for almost 27 years, and this has really been the guiding principle for me through my entire practicing life. I know that being at the same practice for such a long time, I'm going to see patients again. And I want to know that when I'm seeing the patients again, I can hold my head up high and be proud of what I've done and know that I'm always working in not only my best interests, but in the best interests of the patient. And this is why ethics is so important to me and why it should be so important to you when you're practicing aesthetics or any kind of medicine, really. When we talk about ethical dilemmas, you know, we're really talking about what is right. And so often when it comes to aesthetic medicine or any kind of medicine, actually, including dentistry, Ethics really comes down to doing the right thing at all times. Now, there are some guiding principles in our daily clinical practice. You know, for instance, are we giving all the treatment options to our patients? This is one ethical dilemma that we might face. Another ethical dilemma is are we uh, giving our patient the treatment option based on the right treatment choices or is there kind of a, some sort of incentive that might be guiding the, you know, decisions that we're offering up to our patients? And I know that I faced this ethical dilemma myself through COVID. So number one is the use of products and specifically the use of products can be, I guess, looked at from a few different facets. So number one is using expired products. The product manufacturers they test the products, they run them through to the expiry date, and they obviously check what is the safe time period for which they can be used. And using expired products on patients is just simply not okay. So the next time you look at a syringe that's expired, you need to throw it out. We are in cosmetic medicine. There is no way that you can ethically use that product you need to have systems in place to deal with this kind of thing so that it doesn't even become an ethical issue that you need to even consider. This should be the same throughout your entire practice. I know that I have other practitioners that work within my practice and there is just no place at all for using an expired product. Sometimes the TGA products are expensive, but let's look at why they're expensive. TGA, for those of you who don't know, is Therapeutic Goods Administration, are responsible for uh, registering and testing the safety and efficacy of all the drugs and equipment that come into Australia. 
So it's a standard that we should hold in high regard and also have an ethical obligation to ensure that all the products that we bring into our practice and all the equipment we use on our patients are TGA listed. So what we should be looking for is an ARTG number and it's really easy to find. You can find it in two ways. Let's talk about another one. Another one is where you have the ethical dilemma of, for instance, I'm going to use the example of doing a brow lift. I know how to do a brow lift using botulinum toxin. It's simple. It's easy. And our patient wants a result. But you're looking at the patient and you're thinking, I'm not sure if a brow lift's quite going to work on this patient, but I might just give it a go. It's tempting, isn't it? Options based around safety around delivering results. So important, it should be central. So the use of influencers, 100%, no. Ethically, we cannot do this. APRA has been very clear. You need to undertake this in your practice too. Another ethical dilemma that we all face is using drug names and pharmaceutical pseudonyms in our Instagram and social media. Again, ethically, And our legal responsibility is this is a big no. I've seen it so many times. This one is a really difficult one because often we see other people's social media and we think they're doing so well. They're they're driving patients towards themselves. At least this is what's going on in in our mind. I sometimes question these business models because I think that we then get driven into an ethical dilemma on not only a daily basis, but on a patient-by-patient basis. We're trying to sometimes be tempted to push a patient into a three-syringe package where maybe a two two syringes is maybe all they they need. If you find yourself in a business where you are being pressured into upselling treatment to your patient, you really need to think about, should I be here? You should always be driven by good results and good results will mean that you will not need to worry about business. Business will find you. So if you did, for instance, a course on liquid rhinoplasty 10 years ago, do you think ethically you should still be doing a liquid rhinoplasty today if you've never done the treatment and never done any other education except for what you did 10 years ago? My answer to you would be no. I think ethically it's your responsibility to seek out further assistance. And if you want to undertake these treatments, you must seek out further education. So when I'm booking in my patients for those more complicated procedures, I don't necessarily want to do that so much between nine and 10. So my staff know to book my patients in for those more complicated procedures between 10 and two. I've been a practitioner for a long period of time. And part of my success story is that I perform my best in my sweet zone. When we're teaching at Dermal Distinction Academy, this is part of what we go through as well, some business structure. You need to set out your day so that you do the procedures that take the most brain power, the most thinking, the most complicated things. Although this isn't so much an ethical dilemma, it does do a bit of a crossover into this territory because we want to do our best for our patients always to be a great practitioner to be successful in your practice you want patients raving about you do treatments that you find the most challenging in your sweet zone you just need to find that zone do the work in that time and schedule simpler things 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Dermal Distinction. The conversation continues over on my Instagram at Dermal Distinction Academy, where I encourage you to connect with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review.